Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Wheat Among the Tares, our live broadcast here every Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. It is a blessing to have you aboard this morning and listening. Looking forward to talking to our guest here, Miss Kathy Sandy, here in just a moment about Tabernacles Children's Home. Pastor Williamson, good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you, my brother. All you that are listening this morning, thank you for being on the air. Cold outside this morning here in Columbia. Yes. And uh, But we're glad that we can be in a little warm studio here this morning bringing this broadcast to Amen. you. I want to go excuse me, straight to uh, our guest this morning, and um, I want to introduce her. And then I've got a couple of comments that I want to uh, bring to our attention. Kathy, Sandy, welcome to Weed Among the Tears this morning, sister. Thank you so much. It's a joy to be with you. I We were... Pastor and I were talking, Sister, prior to going on the air this morning, and because we are talking about Tabernacle Children's Home and the orphanage and the ministry there, I wanted to go back in history just for a moment. I want to go back 185 years ago in this very month of November, and uh, this was the month, and, and for those of you listening, you may not be familiar with George Mueller. But George Mueller was a man, pastor, as you well know, yes. who uh, his autobiography clearly uh, has been a blessing to hundreds and literally so thousands of people throughout the years. But this man started an orphanage in Bristol, England, and, uh, and God dealt with him in November of 1836, which was 185 years ago. And God began to deal with him about starting this ministry for two purposes. Number one, that people could see that God would, by faith, without telling anybody of the needs, could meet the needs of that Amen. of that orphanage. Sure. And, and number two, that it would provide uh, a, a place of, of sanctuary for many, many children in England during that time. And uh, and if you've never read the autobiography of George Mueller, then certainly it would warrant you to to read that. And I'm admonishing you as as one of our listeners there to uh, to get a hold of that book and read it. And we try to make recommendations like this from time to time. But I wanted to bring that up, Pastor. As far as in the history. November of 1836 was the very month that God started dealing with Amen. George Mueller. Amen. And, of course, his basis as the basis of tabernacle is James chapter 1 sure. in verse 27, which says, brother. It says, pure religion and none defiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. So you'll hear many times that preachers say, you know, we don't have religion, we have salvation. And that's true in essence when we look at religion in the world. Yes. But there is a biblical basis of a biblical religion, and, and James speaks of it. Yes. And so the Bible tells us that this pure religion, pure and undefiled, no defilement whatsoever, is when we have a heart to not only pray for the fatherless, but do something about it. Amen. And not only have a heart for the widow, but do something about it as well. Yes. And then then after that, he talks about our keeping ourselves unspotted, undefiled. Um, so uh, 
fatherless children have a special place in the heart of God, just like the widow does. He does. And so if we're going to have the heartbeat of God, then we need to have a heart toward the same thing. So I'm so thankful for Tabernacle Children's Home. We've had the privilege of having them here in our church and people out of our church serve there in the children's home. Uh, you know, our folks been able to to give and do financially, monetarily, and for Christmas and things like that. So we love Tabernacle Children Home, and I'm excited about uh, Sister Sandy, you being on the program this morning to to tell us about it and inform people so more people can have knowledge of what's going on there. Sister, tell us first of all about some of the history of Tabernacle Children's Home. How how did it come about? Okay. Um, Dr. Seitler, our pastor, former pastor here at Tabernacle Baptist Church, had a burden for the children that, for orphans or children that were just coming from broken homes and uh, needed a place to, a place to call home. And uh, so back in 1962, he, uh, he and the church here established the home and um, they just, uh, it just grew. Uh, it started out with a single home that they used for it and I've heard Pastor Aiken talk about uh, you know, having 16 in one small house, and uh, and then it grew to the facilities we have today, which we have three dormitories, uh, you know, open and running, and uh, two others that possibly could. Our need seems to be staff. It's hard to keep staff. It's a demanding job, and it's a one that you uh, you always need more help. But uh, right now, that's uh, what we're looking at is just looking for more help that we can open the home, more homes up and uh, bring more children in. There's certainly a need for it. And uh, so we're just praying for that. I know that you probably get a lot of requests from folks from around the country and possibly around the world of a need to place a child. And, uh, And sister, I know that has to be sometimes a difficult thing when as you related there, uh, just in the past history and then currently, uh, what is going on? Um, I know that's very difficult to, to say no sometime when it comes oh, to it things is. like that. And um, folks, just if you just tuned in, we're talking to Miss Kathy Sandy. She is the director of the Tabernacle Baptist uh, Children's Home in Greenville, South Carolina, and. Um, you express the need, you know, for staff there and whatnot. Let me ask you, uh, Kathy, how long have you been associated with the work there? Well, I, let's see. It's been about nine and a half years that uh, I've been working with Tabernacle Children's Home. Did you did you have prior experience with this, or is this something just God absolutely laid on your heart and got you involved with that? Well, I grew up down at Lester Roloff's in Corpus Christi, Texas, where he had wow. homes for wayward, wayward children. And uh, my parents took me there when I was young for them to work. And uh, so it was just a blessing to grow up with wow. seeing the ministry there. And then uh, my husband came to Bible College here at Tabernacle Bible College. And uh, while he was here, I would see the children come in and out, and I would think, boy, that would, that's the job I would love to have. And uh, But the Lord didn't lead us here at that time. Uh, Brother Seitler sent my husband to pastor a church, and we were gone quite a while uh, before we came back. And I came in as a volunteer to work in the bookstore while Mrs. Stevens was out. 
And I kept thinking if I could just even match the socks for the home, that would be my desire. I would do anything. And eventually they brought me a basket of socks and let me match. And they said, if you want to do some cleaning, we have that too. And uh, so it was a dream of mine just to be here, uh, not to direct, but just to love the children and let them know someone cared and loved them. So uh, eventually the Lord put me in the position I'm in now, and I I just thank him for it. I, I feel inadequate for it that I can't do enough for them, but I want them to know that God loves them and God's people love them. Amen. You know, and that <clears throat> quite a story there, um, and I was not aware of that. Sister, thank you for just that aspect of things from the roll-off homes, and that certainly that's a ministry that, that is carrying on today after uh, a lot of years as well, um, and, and that's uh, potentially maybe we can talk to somebody at that location, sure. Pastor, at a, at a future uh, Wheat Among the Tares situation. Sister, you bring up a really good point about a, a heart towards children. And to be quite honest, there are some that may have uh, – <clears throat> it would be a nicety, if I could use that word – to say, hey, it would be good to to work in the in in the children's home there, but peop, God puts a call, I believe, on people's yeah. life, and they put it, Pastor. They he puts a, a a love as she described there, and uh, and that's really honestly, isn't that what has to be? Yeah, sure. To, for, the, for the longevity, if you're gonna make it, uh, yeah, that's right. And yeah. and, and, and it, children will know it. Children detect real easy. Um, whether, you know, you really care, you love them, you know, or if it's just something you're, you're barking commands at them. Exactly. I I was thinking about, I was thinking about you as far as having a pastor's heart Yeah. and and God has to work that in you and a sister, obviously, uh, God over a period of time worked that, um, that love for the children in your heart just by just by starting something very Amen. small, Pastor. Yeah, so I see, Sister, on the prayer letter uh, before us that you, y'all do have that listed as help wanted for house parents uh, looking for a married couple or couples that would live with the children and just take care of them day by day as parents would and, and love them as their their own. So, you know, I don't know. we got many folks listening this morning and somebody that could be listening and this has been a burden in your heart uh, at the end of the program um, uh, miss kathy would be able to give you information how to get in touch with them absolutely Certainly. go ahead <clears throat> sister and and uh, uh let me ask you uh, in light of that and i do have some other questions for you but in light of that how what do you look for with regard to folks that come in and may have a desire to work in the ministry there, and uh, and how do you go about um, speaking with them about that and, 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 and dealing with them about that? Well, we like to uh, bring them in and spend some time talking with them and see, try to, to get a beat on how their heart is for the Lord and uh, their love for Him and how real He is in their life. And then we... Uh, we like to see them around the children some to see their interaction. And if if they're standoffish and that child's dirty or something, we don't want them around us or something like that. Um, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking Amen. for someone that uh, that child needs a nose wipe. We're going to go up and wipe it for them, these little ones. Sure. 
Uh, and so that's part of it. But knowing that they have a walk with God, that they will in turn teach the children uh, that that God is real and uh, that that he's going to be there for them someday when we're not and they're out on their own. God's there for them. If we can make that real in their lives. But um, we'll, we actually bring them in and uh, we give them an application. They have to have three referrals. from. We ask for their pastor's referral and for uh, a couple other people. And uh, so then they come in and we get the, all that together. And after spending some time with them, it goes before our board and then our you know our board would vote on it. And uh, they'll ask those questions. Our board members will ask, you know, what have you seen that leads you to uh, to believe this this couple or this individual would work for the home? And uh, so we go through it deeply. We have to do a background check, of course. And to work in the ministry here with children, it has to be a pretty clean uh, background check. And we know people have passed. We just working with children. You have to have you know have a clean background for them. Amen. And, uh, so we have children that come in in so many problems uh, that they've gone through in their lives, so much abuse. And uh, our children don't act, say the children you've raised um, in your home, they're going to be different than the children you're going to have here. We want to treat them the same, but they're going to be different because they have a lot of baggage with them. Uh, I remember I had one family come to work with us, and after a few days they came to me and they said, they lied to me. And I said, yes, sir, they will. I said, and we just pray the Lord will give us wisdom to know they're lying and help them work with that. Amen. But um, they just it's a different situation, but there's nothing more fulfilling than working with these children and just uh, loving them. I had one of our older boys, he's 16 and a half, sat with me the night before last, and he said, Mama, are you, are you going to retire? And I said, well, I don't think so. Why? And he said, I just don't want you to ever leave while I'm here, and I have a couple more years. And uh, <laughs> because he knows I love him, yeah, and that's what, what we want to see. Um, they'll put you through situations that can almost make you rage, and you've got to be able to control it uh, yeah. because they're they're just learning. They weren't brought up from a baby, most of them, yes. in a in a Christian environment. So they have you know a lot to work with. Amen. You know, you bring up a very key point. Um, and I, Pastor, honestly, I could not have said it better uh, because these children come, as you said, sister, with baggage, and they come from varied and sundry backgrounds, sure. and um, unstable. you know, yeah, unstable, very unstable. I mean, I think of my own children that were raised right. I'll, I'll yeah, use that sure. word. Your children, my grandchildren, that have been yes, raised sir. right, and then to uh, you know, as as a somebody that maybe start working with that ministry there and now all of a sudden they're thrust into a situation where it it is anything but what they are used to and sister i do know share with us um where do some with in general terms where do a lot of these children come from as far as um how do you how do you get them Okay. Um, normally, parents will already be working uh, with DSS, uh, social services, you would say. They, um, they've already, social services have been watching because maybe a teacher at school has said there's a problem. So they've already been alerted that there's a problem, and the parents realize they're fixing to lose their children. 
So they will quickly call our children's home and they'll ask, can you take my children because social services will pick them up today if not. So they'll quickly bring them to us. And um, and then, you know, it's a contract for two years, um, and we hope to always keep them that long. And we do see most of our children that come in, it's very rare for them to leave after two years. Most of them stay through their high school. But um, a few have left early, you know. But we um, they come in, and uh, we had two boys come in several years ago, and uh, they kept praying for their siblings. They were concerned if they went on a visit, they would say, my siblings aren't being taken care of. So uh, their mother had another baby, actually had them in a car, and uh, when they got to the hospital, the baby was tested, found to be on drugs. So social services was going to remove all of those children from the home. And uh, they they called us and said, we have a two-day-old little boy in the nursery here. Will you come get him? So while we were going to get the the two-day-old baby, the social services brought the other children to the home. So now we have that group of six children that we're able to um, raise together. And I think that's one of the things I really love about Tabernacle Children's Home. If they go into the system here, um, the government system, they'll be split up into different homes. They have a sibling visit once or twice a month. Here, the boys will be in a boys' dorm, the girls in a girls' dorm, but they play together, they eat together, they go to church and school together. They still have that family unit to know that they're together. Amen. And I think that's one thing I really love to see. That is an absolute blessing, Pastor, when you think about sure that. Uh, in light, sister, of just you know a, a, a family being torn apart because of parental choices and things that have sorely affected the fabric of a particular family but if those children can be together um that to me that speaks reams as far as being able to keep that family somewhat congealed uh as they grow up together and um you know there's probably story after story miss sandy that you could tell us about children who have been raised there and now they are out on their own um, and certainly that the uh, the success of Tabernacle Children's Home is certainly reflected in their lives. Are, are there a couple of instances where maybe something comes back to your mind and says, hey, this was a child that we raised, he's graduated, so to speak, and now he's on his own? Do, do you have a couple of stories in, in that realm? We do have, uh, there's a missionary that is on the field, that actually grew up in the home, graduated, and is now on the field serving the Lord as a missionary. Uh, We have another uh, gentleman that is a missionary and takes in medical equipment to um, all the different foreign countries and helps in that aspect. We have have another one that's a pastor. Uh, We have simply a, a, a lady in our church that grew up in the ministry here, and uh, she's a faithful Sunday school teacher. She's married, has her children grown and grandchildren now. She's still teaching in our Sunday school. She's teaching our children that are in her class, you know, the, the same age as when she came to the ministry wow. many years ago. And uh, we just love to see that. There, of course, there's always stories where one thing we do find some of our children, when they when they turn 18, we don't force them to leave. But if they choose to leave, 
some of them haven't seen their parents in many years or any family members, and they, they go to find them. And sometimes if they're not really grounded in the Lord, that's not that's not good for them. They'll sure. find their family, and then they, when they get with them, they'll do the wrong things. So we hate to see that. We understand everybody wants to find mom and dad. Yes. But, uh, that is, I know that would be very, very difficult. This time of year, when people start thinking about um, uh, you know, the Thanksgiving season, Christmas is is coming upon us, and and people tend to be thinking of more of a giving situation and whatnot, Pastor. Um, this type of ministry is something that, in my mind, um, should come to the forefront of everybody's mind, right. as far as helping those who stand in need of uh, just uh, the Lord himself ministered to the physical needs of people. He fed them, uh, healed them. Um, and, and certainly, as you mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, that's something that we need to be doing as yeah. well. Uh, Sister Sandy, I know there, there are needs that arise every day with regard to this ministry. I mean, it's a 24-7. It never stops. Um, right now... Other than the, the staff needs right now, uh, can you bring to the attention of some of our listeners maybe some of the immediate needs that uh, Tabernacle Children's Home right now stands in need of, um, you know, just from uh, assistance-wise as far as things, equipment, etc. Can you share with that? Yes, sir. Uh, normally this time of year, our pantry will, there's several churches that will at this time of year that will come and bring and fill our pantry and it will get us through, you know, half of the next year it seems. It's just a blessing how people give during this time of year food-wise. One thing to keep in mind, we do pack 27 lunches a day, so any kind of item that can go in a sack lunch for them to take to school is always a blessing. Uh, as far as we do have a few of our dorms that are in great need of couches, um, area rugs. Those are a great need that we would love to update and put in our dorms. If anything, someone has something like that. We're also looking for a small pickup uh, that we can haul our trash or anything that we have that's needing moved from place to place. Um, not Definitely don't, not looking for a new one, just something that has a few miles left on it that the Lord would let us have to... Uh, uh, to to move things around, so that's another great need. Uh, prayer is on top of the list. We the prayers for our children. This is a hard time of year for them. Uh, they do get blessed. You know, it's wonderful. God's people just will shower them and with uh, nice things for Christmas, and we're so grateful. But it's also a hard time of year for them not to be with their immediate families. So if you pray for them and pray for our workers, that some get a little extra tired during the holiday season trying to keep up and we want to have the right attitude and love them through this and be that mom and dad that they need uh, so prayer is a great need also amen clothing wise i know that that you mentioned folding and matching socks i think that would be probably rank right up there at the top of uh, learning and patience of just matching <laughs> socks, <laughs> especially a basket full of socks and, and, and going through it. Um, Clothing-wise, um, how do you handle that? I, I know 
we just want to get into the literally the nuts and bolts of the orphanage and and we've talked about the spiritual aspect but there's just the daily physical aspect of the operation clothing wise can people donate is it better to donate money for that or actually clothing how would that work um money is always a blessing as far as for purchasing their immediate needs but in saying that i can say so many times when there's been a great need for someone that they've just outgrown their pants or something i've seen god bring that in in a donation of used clothing and we're not above that at all um we i grew up with used clothing and i think it's a wonderful thing uh we have a clothing closet where everything is hung in or in age and uh so that helps if we have a new child come in or something that we can go down and pull from it so used clothing is also a blessing we had one time a family of six come in on a saturday night the shoes they had on didn't fit them and they did not have a piece of clean clothing most children come with nothing and uh we were able to go to our clothing closet and pull what they would need for that first week amen and uh so god is blessed and so we have a place we do store things as orderly as possible and uh, use that for the ministry if if you're listening you just joined us we're talking with kathy sandy who is the director of the tabernacle children's home in greenville and uh, pastor i was just thinking as she was making that comment uh maybe younger families out there that have children they some of those children outgrow their clothing and a lot of times they'll just be taken to a thrift shop or something of that uh, let us plant a, a a seed thought here saying hey let us know we will be glad you know to to take this to tabernacle children's home so it can be utilized uh you know and 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 the gift i would say that keeps on giving uh and use clothing and it just yeah in other words it's just there for as you described, for needs every day, and I know a needs arise every day with regard to that. And making our listeners aware of that uh, is certainly part of what Wheat Among the Tares is, is all about. And, and making this ministry known, um, I, I'm looking at listeners right now from around the world. And uh, so we're, we're, we're glad that we can convey, Pastor, these uh these needs um to our listeners and that uh it may spark them say hey yes we have some clothing we have uh some money set aside we have different things that can definitely be a benefit uh to the ministry there and, and i know that there's things that we could give to help them but i'm sure that um it'd probably be astounding if we knew how much money it took monthly for a facility like this because they take care of medical care for these kids everything they need feeding them daily staff to be able to be uh, even though they're doing it as a ministry you have to compensate and pay them because these people need to live um, and you want them to be able to live well uh, also so i'm sure that tabernacle still stands in great need of monthly financial need so you can take them on monthly and give to them monthly and i see that there's a spot list needs on the prayer list i don't know if these things have been met but things like a brand new microwave for the relief building y'all need three new vacuum cleaners i said new not used vacuum cleaners absolutely new vacuum cleaners 
and pillows, uh, heavy-duty straw brooms, uh, 30-gallon, 50-gallon trash bags, several industrial mops, things like that as well. If there's anything for cleaning purposes that could uh, you know, help, those things need Absolutely. to be given as well. Day-by-day operation is, is uh, uh, certainly things that are needed every day. But as uh, Sister Sani mentioned, prayer is at the top of Amen. the list. And, uh, Sister, as is our custom uh, for those that come on Wheat Among the Tares, uh, we always have prayer with those involved in the specific ministry uh, before we leave the air. So, Pastor, um, you pray for yes. this, and then we will have Miss Sandy give how to contact um, Tabernacle Children's Home, contact her, and, um, and we will close the program. So, Pastor, if you yes, would Yes, let's pray. Father, we pray for Tabernacle Baptist Church as uh, they have this ministry of the children's home. I pray that you bless Brother Logan uh, with wisdom and all that are involved uh, with this children's home. Thank you for their ministry. Bless this church for, uh, Lord, having such a ministry. We pray for Miss Kathy, Lord, that you bless her as a director of the home with just all the daily decisions that have to be made. Um, Lord, dealing with these children, the dorm parents that are there. There's so much. We pray for these children, Lord, for their salvation and for them to be discipled and grow in grace. And Lord, for you to, uh, Lord, uh, take their lives and bless their lives. And thank you for Tabernacle Children's Home that can give them the gospel and change their life and the direction, their path forever. And, Lord, we do pray that you bless all the workers that just, uh, Lord, day in and day out have to deal with just all the minute things that deal with children. And so we pray for the children's physical health, pray for their spiritual health. Uh, We just pray, Lord, for folks that are listening, if there's any way they can give and help with this ministry. I pray, Lord, that you'll bless uh, Lord Tabernacle Children's Home with the financial um, blessings that they need to be able to function. And we pray that you'll just, uh, Lord, help these children as they miss their parents as well. And Lord, if their parents can get saved and and get their hearts right with you and put their home back together, that is, that's the ideal situation. Amen. So, again, we thank you for this ministry and pray that you'll bless it. In Jesus Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Amen. Kathy Sandy, if you would tell us how to... if listeners want to get a hold of you and tabernacle children's home how do they go about it okay our phone number is 864-269-2760 and that's extension 229 what about an email address is there a way to get a hold of you through email yes there is it would be k sanny s-a-n-n-e-y at tabernacle ministries dot org Amen. Sani at tabernacleministries.org. So if you jot this information down, listeners, uh, at this time of year especially, um, if God so lays it on your heart, give these folks a call. Give them contact and see what you can do to help the Tabernacle Children's Home. Kathy Sani, thank you so much for yes, being with right. us this morning. It has been such a blessing to have you share about the Tabernacle Children's Home, and we trust that God's richest blessings be upon you. Thank you so much. We truly appreciate it, and uh, we are looking forward to hearing from people. And, uh, you know, even if there's someone that's having, that may know of a child that needs a home, 
Uh, hopefully we're going to have room soon, and they may want to contact us for that. Amen. God bless you, my sister. Take have care. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. What a blessing, Pastor. Amen. That really was. That's, that's a blessing indeed. And uh, for those of you who've been listening this morning, many of you, and uh, maybe you've never heard of Tabernacle Children's Home, we're thankful that we could bring this ministry into focus this morning, and we thank you for joining us. As always, Wednesday mornings, 9 o'clock Eastern Time here for Wheat Among the Tares. Thank you for joining us again today. Pray for us here, and may the Lord bless you.